Colossians 3.25 For the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done. There is no partiality. So this verse relates to what's come before it by uh, grounding all of 23 to 24. So whatever you do, work out of the soul. And one of the reasons is because you know that you have an inheritance coming. And another reason is because the one acting unjustly, the wrongdoer, will be paid back for the wrong he has done. And there's no partiality. And so we'll start with the second half of the verse. There is no partiality. God is not a partial God. And that's a really, really important fact in our relationship with God. That God does not show partiality. What's wrong is wrong. And what is right is right. And so the... Uh, and and he calls us to do the same. So the the idea that God does not show partiality appears here in Colossians. It also appears in Romans chapter 2. So in verse 11, for God shows no partiality. If you were to go back to Acts 10, Peter opens his mouth, says, Truly, I understand that God shows no partiality. So whether you are a Jew or a Greek, whether you... Uh, belong to a certain club or you don't, whether you are a bondservant or a master, when someone does wrong, God acknowledges it as wrong. And he repays the person who has done wrong for the wrong he has done. And that's what 25 is saying. God does not show partiality based on who you are or your status or uh, who you are related to or what kind of friends you have or where you work. God does not show partiality. The wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done. That's really important for two reasons. One, if we were in the book of James, we would see that God calls us to not show partiality. Ethnic partiality, job partiality, social partiality. God calls us to show no partiality, economic partiality, because God does not show partiality. Wrong is wrong and right is right, and people deserve to be paid back for the wrong they've done or the right that they've done. And so this is a grounds for working hard for two reasons. One, because of what it says about the bondservant. And two, because of what it says about the master. And so let's start with the first of those. What does it say about the bondservant? If the bondservant only acts rightly in front of their boss to people please and does not do so with sincerity of heart and then goes behind their master's back to do evil or work evil against them, that wrong will be paid back by God. So don't do that. Work heartily. That's what it says about the bondservant, that they will be paid back for the wrongs that they've done. And the implication is you will be paid back for the right you are done that you do as well. What does it say about the master? We'll see in chapter 4, verse 1, that they're called to treat their bondservants justly and fairly. But this is addressed to the master, to the bondservants. The, wrongs, the wrongdoer bondservants will be paid back for the wrong he has done. So then... If your master is treating you wrongly, you know that their wrong will be paid back. 
So this verse is both a caution and a comfort. It's a caution for the bondservant not to do wrong. And it's a comfort because if they're being treated wrongly, that wrong will be paid back by God. And so how can we take this verse into our own life? We can apply it to our workplaces that we would work heartily knowing that our wrong will be paid back by God. Even if we people please and our bosses don't see our wrong, our wrong will be paid back. So we are cautioned to work rightly. But we're also comforted that in the places that we are mistreated in this world, especially at work, but in all places, in the places that we are mistreated, our God shows no partiality. And that wrong will either be paid by Christ on the cross or that wrong will be eternally judged in hell forever. And we can take that as a comfort. It's a caution and a comfort. So God, would you help us to live rightly? Would we be cautioned that our wrongdoing will either be covered by Christ and so we don't, as we repent, we then turn from that evil and we don't continue to walk in it and abuse the grace that's offered to us? We are cautioned to live righteously. And then God, would you help us to take great comfort in the fact that you do not show partiality based on money or status or anything else and that wrongdoing will be judged. So God, comfort us, caution us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. That is Colossians chapter 3, verse 25.